So I want to just start talking about a hot topic that a lot of people are talking about, and that has to do with a comment that Quentin Tarantino, famed director Quentin Tarantino, made this week about Marvel actors. He basically said that Marvel actors are not stars. Movie stars. That's what he said. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Right. So he's kind of comparing the idea of like old school movie stars. Um, you would follow a movie star from whatever movie they would do. So for example, let's take Julia Roberts. Uh, once you saw Julia Roberts in, let's say, Pretty Woman, because that was, I mean, even though she had done films before that, that was kind of the, the movie that made her name a household name. Then whatever movie she would do after that, we would go see it, right? And the same thing is like with Tom Cruise or whoever, Denzel Washington, right? What Quentin Tarantino is saying is that when it comes to Marvel movies, and, and I understand why he's saying this, but he, he should know better. But what he's saying is people don't go to see Chris Hemsworth. They go to see Thor, right? They go to see the superheroes. So they don't go to see Chris Evans. They go to see Captain America, something like that. Um, I think he's wrong, but I understand his logic. Like we could replace Chris Hemsworth and the Marvel franchise would still keep going strong. But oh my God, I hope we never do that because we all love Chris Hemsworth. We love him. By the way, you should really see his movie Limitless. It's amazing. Yeah, I followed Chris Hemsworth to Limitless and all of his other Netflix thingamajiggies. And I I think Limitless is with National Geographic and Disney+. Plus. So again, I just want to say, Quentin Tarantino, I know I'm nobody in the world, but you know what? I followed Chris Hemsworth from finding him as an Avenger. Actually... And then I went back and was like, oh my God, he was in Star Trek. So I think you're wrong about this, but this is a much bigger issue and discussion and everyone's having it with you. So here's what I want to say to anyone that might be listening when it comes to this conversation about whether or not Marvel movies are, you know, art or whether or not they should be in the same ballpark as, ooh, the Godfather, or the same, you know, kind of, is it as good as, or as important as, or should be in the same bookshelf as, you know, something like, what is it, Goodfellas, or whatever. Um, And what was it that Quentin Tarantino, Pulp Fiction, right? Should Marvel movies, Endgame, for example, should that be anywhere near Pulp Fiction? So, Here's what I'm going to say. Um, and oh, I want to give a shout out to a TikToker named Jay Stubes. I think that's how we say, um, this person's, uh, name because they nailed it. They nailed this whole conversation. And I think in like three minutes, so I'll put them in the show notes, but listen to the rest of my podcast. <laughs> but, but I was just like, yes, yes, the whole time that they were talking about why Quentin Tarantino and all these people are wrong. So I'm going to give my perspective. And and let me start with a little story. First of all, this has not just become an issue because of Marvel movies. I remember when I was in college and I graduated from college in 1994. Okay. So I'm aging myself um, as if none of you knew how old I was, but you know, let's just go on with the facade. So 
I was in college and I had a film professor who I hated. And I hated him because when I was in the class, he would keep fighting with me that Steven Spielberg movies were not really art, that they were not actually as important as movies like Citizen Kane that was directed by Orson Welles, for example. Um, I remember the fight started because we were talking about The Shining or something. And he just, anyways, I was trying to argue with somebody who had all the authority and power. And also, no matter what I said, I was wrong. Okay. So my whole argument is when it comes to Steven Spielberg movies, and I don't care which one you want to throw out there, any one of them will do. But back then we were talking about a movie like The Color Purple. I was talking about E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, any of the Indiana Jones movies. Okay. You, you get the hint. I'm a huge Steven Spielberg fan. So I was saying that just because a movie makes a lot of money and is commercial, does it make it any less important in the world of art? I would actually say that because the general populace, because everyone is watching this, because everyone is willing to spend money, that actually is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Like if a lot of people see your work and are moved by it, then you have actually made a difference, right? If you have people talking about your work and paying money to see your work and we can all afford to see it or we find the money to buy the tickets or whatever, then so be it. So this professor, he was saying that if a movie was commercial, if it was making tons of money and and like a director was just pushing them out there, can you imagine anyone saying that about Steven Spielberg? <laughs> just pushing movies out there, um, then they are not actually art. They are not, you know, they're, they're commercial. It's a different thing is what he would say. I fought with this man for years. I mean, it's not even years. It felt like years to me. I'm sure I'm not, I'm sure he doesn't remember who I am. No, that's not true. Mm -mm, he remembers me, but I graduated or it was like my last year Schindler's list came out and this professor happened to catch, we were both, I guess, in the same movie theater at the same time. And when I got out of the movie, you know, crying my eyes out, you know, whatever. He had also come out of the movie at the same time, or he was on his way to dinner, but he had already seen the movie. And he looked at me and I looked at him and all of a sudden now he was like, that was a magnificent movie. Oh, Schindler's List was a magnificent movie right? Schindler's List was a magnificent movie. Uh, but all the other movies were horrible that Steven Spielberg did. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I was so angry and I like lashed out at him or whatever. And then I saw him like a couple years later, I actually had dinner with him. I thought, you know what, let me just try. I had already graduated from college. I'd already been in Hollywood for a couple years. And I thought, you know, let me come back and meet with him and have dinner or whatever and, and talk. And he was even more of a bitch. Oh my God. And he then turned around and did this horrible thing. And it was like, I was just trying to teach you to defend your place. You know what? Okay. We done talking about him. My point is getting back to Quentin Tarantino. Let's get back to Quentin Tarantino. Let's get back to Martin Scorsese, who has a problem with Marvel movies and also the great Francis Ford Coppola. Okay. Let's talk about these people. Here's what I want to say. This is not a new phenomenon where 
people are so intrigued and love big blockbuster movies that have continuous sequels, right? I keep thinking of something like Star Wars, for example, okay? Or even movies, and I'm not a big Star Wars movie fan. I'm a huge Star Wars Trekkie fan from television, right? Um, Next Generation. But even still, you go to the movie theaters to see these big blockbuster movies, okay? It's not the first time this is happening. What is amazing with Marvel and what the franchise has done is just there's just so many movies that have done box office crazy well, and all of the characters have just really resonated with people. But here's what these old ass, and that's what I'm going to say, old ass directors are not understanding, which to me is fascinating. Streaming is what has changed Hollywood, not the audience. We want to see good stuff, whether it's high art, you know, bullshittery that only the elite film people understand or whatever. We'll go see those. We love those two. Or the, I guess, low art movies like Marvel and DC comic films and Star Wars. I guess those are low art or something. Like, it's so elitist. Like, when I hear the word elitist, <laughs> that's what I think of. When I think of and it's not actually elitist because it's actually like, it's worse than that. It's like you're old as fuck and you're not even paying attention to what the fuck is coming out your mouth. And that's what depresses me because these three directors, Quentin Tarantino, Francis Ford Coppola and Martin Scorsese, these are like, these are not half-assed directors. These are people who have changed the game, but they should know better. If you don't like it, if you don't want to watch it, then don't watch it. Don't pay attention to it. But don't turn around and diss that audience. That's the same audience that comes and sees your bullshit movies half the time. It's just a weird way in which to express yourself in the industry that you are a part of. And instead, you should be able to understand that streaming services, along with COVID, changed the game. But you know what? I'm not going to put COVID in this. I'm not, because streaming has changed the game for television and movies. I don't want to go to a movie theater to watch a romantic comedy where I don't need to see a big screen. I know change is hard, right? I would rather be in my house, watch it on my own big screen television by myself or with my man or with my friends or whatever, having a glass of wine in my jammies and eating popcorn or a cheeseburger or whatever I want. We can pause it whenever we want. You know what I mean? Like there's no need to go into a movie theater to see some movies that do not need the big screen aspect of a huge theater anymore. I'm so sorry. Also, streaming services have made it really easy. And this is where Jay Stubes, the person I'm putting in the show notes, um, because they talked about streaming services and the next level of it, which I didn't even think about. Like when Netflix turned around and started um, creating their own actual um, work, right? Their own uh, productions, right? They started deciding that they were going to create their own stuff, not just show you other studios stuff. Then every studio started having their own streaming services, right? And they all are developing all their own projects. 
we are inundated, inundated every day with so much visual stuffage. And I love YouTube. I have YouTube television. I have YouTube premium music, whatever, right? So YouTube has also changed the game. You know, YouTube has made it really easy to go in and watch something visually that doesn't have, you could just, there's commercials in it, but you can just watch it and enjoy it on your television screen. And it might be from a no name director, right? It might be some kid on their iPhone creating something. So this idea that epic movies are some new thing that Marvel Universe just created, first of all, is not true. We all know it's not true. You just got to think about Star Star Wars. You can think about so many of them, but it's just, it, it's just stupid. It's such a stupid, uh, an old, an old person who can't think outside the box or think bigger. Let me give you a warning, people. That's how you get old. When you start reacting the way they are, and you can't see the bigger picture. You can't even see in your own industry why things might have changed. And then you go dissing people in your own industry. That's the height of entitlement, right? That's how you know you think you're such shit that all you're going to do is be cruel and mean to other people, other actors, other directors. Are you kidding me? Like, here's the thing that bothers me. And I'm sorry, I'm going to bring up Black Panther and Wakanda forever. I do not understand how any one of these three directors can't fathom the importance of these movies to people of color. It changed the game. It has changed the game. When Black Panther came out, it changed the game for all of us. Okay. And, and, and it's so weird that they can't see how important that is, how substantial and impressive and be and by the way beautifully done yay ryan coogler and that's the other part of it too they're over here dissing directors you know um who have worked on the marvel um mcu universe i know i'm like double saying words here but um and that also angers me you know there should be some sort of respect for directors and respect but Here's the thing that's really important, what all of these uh, old school directors are doing. They're blaming the audience. They're blaming the audience for not being able to, I guess, see that Marvel movies are not really good movies. And therefore, we should be waiting to go to some movie that we can watch at home and be comfortable in that doesn't need a big screen or the whole theater dynamics to really enjoy it. but we are like so horrible audience that we can't really decipher. And so Hollywood is just churning out things that we, the dumbass audience can't comprehend. That's what pisses me off about them. That's what's making me so angry with them. And it's the same thing that happened with my professor at, at UVM where I went to college. It's the same thing. It's like, you're trying to say that because I like a certain something and because I enjoy something and all of my friends do, and we all want to put money into it, that somehow it is not art until he does something that you like, then it's art. I have a friend who I fight about this all the time as well. He has no interest in rap music. He has no interest in 
pop or hip hop or I mean, even he he couldn't even understand uh, Hamilton. Like he wouldn't even go to the play if I got him tickets. Right? Um, I was trying to explain to him like Lin Manuel Miranda, da 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 Hamilton. He was just like, I can't get into musicals. I can't get into rap. No, blah blah. It's not his genre. None of those things are his genre. But he still he still cannot get it out of his head that just because he doesn't get it doesn't mean it's not art. Just because he doesn't understand Eminem and his, it, it angers me so much. You know why it angers me? Because I was forced to like things and, and uh, I was exposed to things that I never wanted to be exposed to. And even if I didn't like them, I had to appreciate and respect them. Right. And, and, I was grateful for so many of those opportunities because if I had just stuck to my own guns, I would have never had an appreciation for opera, which I do. I have a, a deep appreciation for opera, especially because my name is Carmen. And if, and if you don't know, Google it. Um, so there are so many things in the world that are not things that I particularly like, it doesn't mean it's not a good genre. A lot of you've heard me, not a good genre, that, that, that it's not art. A lot of you have heard me talk about, you know, country music. I can't handle country music. It, it, it does something to my heart when I hear the twang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when I hear the twang of country music, it is like visceral. Like even as I'm thinking about it right now, I can feel something. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. It just doesn't work for me. It doesn't matter. But you know what? I would never sit there and be like, country music ain't art. Mm -mm. Country music ain't even music. I would never do that because I understand that just because I don't like something or it doesn't speak to me or I don't get it or it doesn't make me feel anything doesn't mean that I don't value its contribution and what it does do for other people. That to me is why it is so important for everyone to understand that when you hear people, people that you respect too, you know, whether it be Martin Scorsese or, um, I don't know how many people respect Quentin Tarantino, but you at least respect him as a director, right? Um, you want to turn around Francis Ford Coppola, of course. Um, of course, now I've lost respect for all three of these men, all of them, but you want to be able to listen to them and have respect for them and then be like, okay, all right, that's fine. Um, I understand that they don't like this genre, but why are they dissing it? Right. Cause when they diss it, they're dissing us, me. That's what you want from directors who have also changed the game, right? Whether it be Quentin Tarantino, whether it be Martin Scorsese, whether it be Francis Ford Coppola or anyone else to understand that that's exactly what's happening right now with the MCU and with the directors and with the kind of franchise and what they've done. They're changing the game. They are contributing in a different way. And just because they don't like it, like for them, it's country music doesn't mean they have the right to disrespect it. And every time they disrespect it and every time they talk about it, all they're doing is making the audience not only angry and upset, but for me, it's making me be like, I never want to watch anything they ever do. And I, it, it, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. 
It's okay if they don't appreciate that work. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is them dissing that work and trying to make us, the audience, feel bad for loving it and loving it so much that we'll go back and see it over and over. And you know, I've only seen the Godfather ones. And I know, I know there are people like, I've seen it like 19 times. No, it's not my genre. I went to see it because I knew it was a powerful, important film. And it's not my genre. Same thing with Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? It's just not my thing. But it doesn't mean that I don't understand the contributions that they've made and why these movies were great. And that's what I'm upset about. You become an old ass motherfucker. I'm sorry. I'm swearing so much in this podcast today. You know what? It just do better. Do better, people. You can actually have an argument, an intellectual argument and conversation without dissing people's work especially when so many people love it. I actually think the definition of art is something that changes, not just you, of course you, but a lot of people, it gives people something to talk about and think about. It gives, here's what I love about Marvel movies. Here's what I love about Marvel movies. It's, it's something that we are all connected to in one way, shape or form still. And our society is so fractured and there are so many things that kind of disconnect us. And it's interesting that even I can talk to someone who also loves the MCU, who like voted for Donald Trump. I mean, trust me, I don't want to, so I stay away from these people. But but we can talk about the Marvel movies in an intellectual capacity um, and not talk about politics. And yet in my head, I'm just going to be honest with you, it's really hard to understand. And that's kind of where we go with it sometimes. Like, how can you love Marvel movies and be a Trump supporter is beyond me, right? But that's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> because, you know, like in the past, that conversation was about Star Trek, right? Because Star Trek, people love Star Trek. And it's like, you understand it's the epitome of socialism, right? <laughs> like, you hate socialism, but somehow you love the concept of Star Trek. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not saying that Gene Roddenberry said it was socialism. I'm saying that today, to see a world where, like, everyone has health care, <laughs> like, on, you know, like, on deck, right? Um that's what I'm saying. Like on the ship, nobody has to pay for medical care, right? Everybody gets the same care, but somehow Republicans who love Star Trek can't figure that out. Right. Um, and equality and all that other good stuff, but that that's where it gets juicy. And sometimes you can make some changes and you can kind of, um, have a great conversation with people because you can find commonality in that we both love Marvel movies. And that's my point, right? Um, that to me is the definition of high motherfucking art, high ass art. And this is the last thing I'll say. When I hear these directors or, and, and anyone talk badly in a negative way without it being really constructive, there are a lot of things we can say about Marvel movies that are constructive criticism, but what they're doing is just dissing it completely. Okay. Um, but they used to say the same thing about rap music. Okay. Um, I remember back in the day, you know, we'd be hanging on the street and we would be listening to like Grandmaster Flash and Soul Sonic Force and, um, just a whole bunch. Right. And we were always told that it was not music. That's not music. That's not music. 
You see what I'm saying? It's generational, right? Now rap music has respectability, right? Think of Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and whoever. And I don't think anyone, you might say you don't like it. You might say you don't enjoy this music, but you would never say that it is not a genre of music, right? And that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of that. Whenever I hear people talk in such negative ways, I should also say Jay Stubes, or is it J.S. Tubes? Anyway, I'll put it in the show notes. I've said that like five times now, but uh, they were actually talking about J-Lo's comment. Like, I didn't even bring up J-Lo's comment because I want to support J-Lo because she's Latina, but but J-Lo need mm-mm, stop. Mm. Mm. J-Lo, what you doing, girl? I hate to say this to you, mama, but stay in your lane. You know what I mean? Okay, so thanks as always for stopping by. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend, and um, I'll be back again next week, as always. Bye. Hey, and go watch those Marvel movies over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Wakanda forever. Thanks for stopping by All About the Joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day.